I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dirt on Flowers podcast. I'm Lindsay, and today we are doing another Spill the Dirt series. Uh, So we are hoping this is going to be a shorty. We keep saying shorty episode. Who knows? (laughs) I mean, we just talked for 45 minutes on greenery before this. Yes. And should I... (laughs) We batch out these recordings, some of them. So um, Mm -hmm. we just, we never, we have goals in mind of what we're going to hit, but um, we're chatty Cathy's. So I know. Yeah. We just love talking about it. Honestly, I, we really do. So it's fun. It's fun. And I really have been loving these episodes because I think it like gives you guys a chance to like see behind the flowers. I mean, I hate saying that because it sounds very dramatic, but it kind of is like it's a way for us to like deep dive with you on some of your burning questions. Um, And they've been a lot of fun. And I feel like you guys have resonated with some of like our personal stories on the last one. So we've got a lot of sweet comments and um, it's a lot of fun to connect with you guys in that way. Yeah. So All right. if you if you've not heard or if not just tuning in here, um, mm-hmm. every Sunday we are opening up the Instagram on our stories to get your burning questions answered. You guys are making this hard because we get so many good questions that honestly, um, if we aren't getting to your question, we will eventually. It actually may roll into a full episode because some of them I'm like, you know, we yeah. talk about crop planning and some certain things that we definitely could touch on here. Um, keep sending those questions in. We greatly appreciate it because it's kind of helping us direct some of our content too. So, um, but yeah, anything goes life, business, farming, whatever you want to hear, we want to chat about it. So, um, yeah, let's jump in. Okay. So let's spill the dirt. I love that Uh, new name. It's so cute. So (laughs) it's perfect. Okay. Dirt bags. (laughs) Are we still calling them that? (laughs) No, I it's just, actually a term of affection. A, it really <laughs> I just took a drink of water. I'm in pain. Um yeah, we actually had somebody left us a review and they signed yeah. how did they sign it? A loyal dirt bag or loyal dirt bag. A loyal something dirt bag. It I have read yes. it like so cute. So you we didn't offend you. We're so glad. We really do call you dirtbags. Yes. It might it might stick unless yes. y'all throw something more creative at us. Um <laughs> yes. So oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Question number one. Wild Roots Farmer Florist um sent this one in. When did you know when you were ready to go full time on the farm? which is a really good question. Um, I'll go first. I would say, again, this is one like everybody's going to be different. For Jed and I, we kind of had complementary jobs. So like um, I farm with a spouse, so I have like his income, um, which which is nice to have. Plus, I mean, we have kids too. So, you know, I've always kind of said like, hey, if it was just Jed and I, we would just eat ramen noodles and, and 
try and make it that way. But we have kids that are involved in things and all all of this. So um, I really think we probably waited longer than we had to. If I I try not to have any regrets, but I really do feel like I probably could have. This is our sixth season. I probably could have been full time maybe last year. Um, but, you know, it's, I think you have to determine what, how risk, you know, averse you are um, and figure out when that's right for you. For me, just financially, I had to be like, okay, like I can replace my income pretty, pretty easily um, with what's coming in with the farm. And for me, because I had to make that decision for myself and my family. For me, I had to prove to myself for a year <laughs> that the farm can create that income for a year before I even start taking income from the farm. So, um, you know, we've always kind of like paid our paid for, you know, some small things here or there. Um, but as far as like consistently paying ourselves on a weekly basis and replacing my full-time income with the farm income, um, that was really, really this year. So I think that question looks different for everybody and it depends on how all in you want to go. Um, for me, I feel like, and Lindsay and I, oh my gosh, we have had so many conversations about just how like when is when is the right time um and it's i feel like that is like something i feel like when you know when you, you're gonna feel that you're gonna be like okay like the amount of impact like my business needs me there and the amount of impact that i can have is just is is just amazing like what what could my business do when you become that limiting factor in your business because of your other job I feel like that's the sign to be like, I need to, I need to figure this out. And um, I know Lindsay can talk about this a little bit too, but, you know, just financially, just considering ourselves an expense, we have really, I have never particularly ever done that. So I'd be like, okay, like it's time to start paying myself. I'm an expense that just like buying floral paper sleeves, like I have to pay myself in order for the business to run. So yeah, I, th I think that's my answer. What, what, what do you think, Linz? Yeah, I I could talk on this this one forever, but yeah. um I yeah. for me was um I was really in burnout. And you know, I was running, I was working the full-time job. I was still running the farm which in itself was is more than a full-time job if you let it be. Um but I just got to the point where it was sort of for me, I knew that I could do this. I needed to prove myself that the farm was going to be sustainable. It was going to continue to grow. Um, and, you know, I sat through a lot of farm talks and listened to people say like, you know, you have to pay yourself, you have to pay yourself. Well, you know, I had, I'm, I'm not married. So I chose to like have my full-time income to continue just to support the lifestyle that I've had. And the farm, I was able to build some more infrastructure, which allowed me to scale quicker. Um, you know, I put the money back. So in, in return, I felt like I was paying myself because I was building infrastructure in the farm. I was getting a cooler. I bought the van. I bought more high tunnels. Um, it allowed me to uh, pay for employees, which allowed the farm to grow. So um, it really is a gut sense. And I think you can't have this conversation about when are you ready to go full time in without talking about fear, because it's always going to be there. Like I still had this like, am I ready? I don't know, maybe. Um, but 
Yeah. It's like when you talked about, you know, having this gut feeling and we've, we've mentioned it in previous episodes, but I talk about life giving and kind of, you know, things that take, give you energy and take your energy away. And I was, I couldn't get myself to keep doing that full-time job and then really be invested in it. And I felt like I was then doing a disservice to the company I was working for. Um, you know, I knew where my heart wanted to be and it was just like, okay, Lynn's just, you know, jump in both feet, you know, and it's been great. And I, it, yeah, it's forced me to start paying myself. You know, there's all of those things that um, I needed to kind of have an understanding of like how the financials worked and, uh, you know, where, where were we making money? Where can I take the business? And you're right, like having myself here and, knowing that like, oh, I'm going to be able to take this business to the next level because I'm giving it all of my energy. And now um, that I'm here, I'm like, oh my God, how did I do that? How did I work another job? So, um, and maybe, maybe your goal is not to ever quit your full-time job. You know, maybe you just need to figure out, um, you know, maybe it's not like, you know, I'm going to go full-time on the farm. It's maybe like, how do I get my business to maybe hire an employee or have more work-life balance? Because if you're doing this and you're burning the candle at both ends, it's not sustainable and it's not worth it. Like, who are you doing it for at that point? And why are you doing it? You know, so I knew when I was like in those years, push kind of pushing it, that I had the end goal that I sincerely wanted to be full-time on the farm and make that work. So, um, you know, just be, and it's okay. It's okay if you don't want to be a full-time farmer, you know, there's, um, there's definitely that advantage, but yeah, I, I would say that's kind of my roundabout answer to that question. The next question we got was from Olson Blooms and I liked this question. Uh, I liked all of them, but this was what, what are some tips that you have for harvest efficiency? Um, and I think I like it because, you know, I'm like, the efficiency. I don't know what it's like my main thing. <laughs> I got this. Nazi. I know I was going to say that, but I'm like, can I say that? I don't know. I'm always afraid. Is it you said it first? Uh, okay. Shannon. Oh. <laughs> if we're going to get edited out, it's Shannon said it first. Um, yeah, yeah. So I still love that reel that people were like on me about the timers because we like track time on like how long things plant to take to plant. Yeah. People were like, I would not want to work for you. And I was, it was very offended by it, but whatever. We have 30 second dance parties. people. It cannot be that bad to work for me. Um, so, okay. Tips for harvesting efficiency. Um, I guess, oh, let me roll through this quickly. Um, some tips would be to maximize uh, stripping in the field. And that would be like, so things that we are field grown that you can just strip straight to, you know, cut, strip, go straight into a bucket. Um, and then um, sunflowers. So like for us, to, we use two people to harvest. So going through stripping leaves, somebody goes ahead and strips leaves, somebody's cutting, bunching and dropping into a bucket. So that was like, that would be like one tip. We recently have started using like Percona buckets. Um, and cause we were like using like our tiny, like black buckets. And I feel like there was like, oh my gosh, so much like bucket back and forth. So now we kind of primarily harvest into like the bigger, like Percona or what do you, how do you call it? You say Percona or I say Percona, <laughs> but it's probably you not say, right. Percona. 
I don't know. I don't know what it is. Okay, I'm going to call it Percona because I don't know. So we harvest into those. And I feel like for a long time, and now I'm trying to get my girls to take the bucket with them because there's so much walking back and forth. It's like cutting, 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 getting a handful, then walking back to the gator with the bucket. So that got to be a little bit much. So now we make sure that everyone takes a bucket with them and that sometimes we use the um, the knife, the what yeah, do you we call use it? that. The uh, um, <laughs> what is it called? Why am I? Uh, just, it's a broccoli knife, but it's a the, um, the thing. Uh, Omg! Oh. I've yeah. Why are we both blanking on this? The sheath or sh- no? That's what you put the pruners oh, in. No. Oh my okay, gosh! Thank you. <laughs> um, the 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 long the knife. <laughs> okay, sickle the sickle the. The sickle. 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 Yes. Yeah. So I know like Judd, Judd's like a Jedi master with his little sickle. So he he really does a lot um, with it. And we're trying to get the girls, especially for like clear, if we're clear cutting something or like, or if there's a plant where we harvest the entire plant at the same time, like agrostema or we did that with Orlia, um, where, or uh, status sometimes we'll just grab it and use the sickle to cut so I think my my biggest things are minimizing walking all the walking that goes back and forth and just trying to keep keep a good pace and like harvest into an, a hand or an arm until you can't hold anymore mm-hmm. I feel like that's my tips yeah so the other was um that we switched over to this year too is in the barn so like some stuff we don't you know, anything that's in a high tunnel, we don't, um, you know, strip in there. And so we'll take it and move to the barn to process it. And so we strip straight into the a container. So like we actually, I just bought these little bags on Amazon that they just pop up. And so then from there, it goes straight into the gator because what we were doing was we were, all of the foliage was going on the floor. Then we were, you know, clean, sweeping it up. I mean, we sweep constantly anyway. So it was just one more step and it's been a habit to get into that. But yeah, we do cut straight into buckets to try to eliminate, you know, cutting in the field, dragging it back up, um, into the barn and then processing everything. And so just reducing those like number of, of handling, um, but teaching, um, harvest efficiency with those tips, like with employees, that's something that like to have those more standard, um, standard operating p- procedures. And Michelle from Roots actually really helped me with some of that stuff. Cause that was, those were one of the things that because I wasn't on the farm, I wasn't seeing everything that was happening. And so this year I've been able to sort of, we're really trying to like standardize the way we do things more to kind of one, it makes it easier for a new hire. It makes it easier for me to train. And then, you know, we do use the sickle too, Shannon. So it's like, you know, for like mountain mint, um, you know, we just grab a whole handful of it. Like you're saying that something that you can just run that straight through. Um, it does make it quicker and a lot easier to, to, um, process it that way. So I think Michelle uses it for almost everything. Um, she's good. You got to get good with it. It's sort of like if you were trained on it, you know, sort of like a traditional florist where they use a knife. I mean, that's just like, emergency room trip for me all over. So, um, but yeah, I would say that's probably some of my tips, just thinking about like your overall process and like how to streamline it. Um, yes, but yeah. Yeah. And like to hit on that too, I feel like what slows down employees 
um, harvesting is gr- overly grading flowers. I mean, like like to the minutia almost like, oh, is this one ready? Oh, it's not ready. You know, all, all of that. Um, and I just try and like teach them to like, it should be like a quick look, making a decision cut and you should be on to the next one. On to the. I mean, I mm-hmm. feel like sometimes it's like analysis paralysis with employees. Like, was well, this one ready? Is it not ready? Like, oh, let me do the wiggle test. Like all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And yeah. I think it, it slows us down. Um, yeah. And so for me, it's like trying to train like that gut instinct about a flower, I think helps move everybody along faster. And then one other thing I was thinking, and I know like, I know you talked about your reel, but as business owners, when we do have employees, I feel like it is not bad to try and figure out how long it takes to harvest one percona of, let's just say, mm-hmm. comfrina. So I feel like we do need those metrics. And it's like, okay, so I know that if we need to harvest X, Y, and Z for this day, I can kind of estimate how long it's going to take. All of those numbers then tie into whether or not that flower is worth growing, profitable, all of those things. And I think um, there's like this, we're not like running a stopwatch and being like, go, 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 go. Right. You know, it's nothing like that. It's just like. <laughs> oh, you um, don't? I just, <laughs> maybe it is. <laughs> I chase them with a sickle. No, I think like there's a. <laughs> I feel like there's this weird connotation with it that we're like like breathing down there and next and that's not at all. I feel like part of being a business owner is gathering all the information that so you can make bigger decisions. And for me, timing those different things is is an important piece. So and all of that goes back to um, having those efficiencies and those standard operating procedures. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And I think. Um, you know, something is I time myself with stuff. Like when we're making these uh, pumpkins in the fall, I'm like, okay, it's six minutes for me to make this pumpkin and I'm doing 120 today. So that's, you know, well, I don't know, 720 minutes and that's how many hours. So that means, you know, that's two people for six hours that we should be able to knock those out, you know, or whatever, something like that. So those, yeah, just helping with those and kind of tracking yourself to like, how long should it take us to harvest a bucket of zinnias? Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's very smart to kind of track those efficiencies and, um, you kind of gain some, gain some speed. And, and also as you're getting better, you know, I know for myself, like I'm looking at something and you can actually feel like the tension on the particular stem you're cutting. So you're not actually looking down at that particular stem. You just feel the tension you're cutting. Sometimes we cut the wrong one. Um, but you're, as you're cutting, like, you know, you said you're looking for the next one to kind of know like, okay, I'm scaling that one up. It's ready to cut. Um, and yeah, so that was a, Ooh, I, now I want to do an efficiency episode. Yeah, I like that one. That's yeah, I think we could really talk a lot about just like, yeah, I'm like lumping that into like employee management and all of those. That That is like a huge conversation um, because as businesses grow, um, we just become managers sometimes. So mm-hmm. um, it's an important piece. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, question number three. Um, Glory Flower Farms. How do you stay motivated when your sales are not at all what you want them to be? Lindsay Jim Beam. Lindsay and I were joking earlier, just saying. <laughs> Step one, cry. Yeah. Step two, Drink. panic. I'm kidding. No, no, no. I'm kid. I'm totally yes. Drink margarita. Um, okay. I think that I feel like 
your your motivation should not rely upon your sales. I I feel. So for me in particular, I have to keep putting myself out there. And if the second I do, don't have the sales that I, I'm like air quoting thought that I was going to have, if I gave up or was down in the dumps or like, you know, just, you know, was sad about it or I moped, which we're all allowed to have those moments. But I feel like in those moments, that's when you need to like amp up the motivation and be like, okay, how can I put myself out there? How can I continue doing this? I mean, even to this day, um, you know, even today, I, as the business owner, I'm going to be the one that is constantly pushing the business forward. No one else is ever going to do that for you. So um, I really don't allow myself too much time to feel like unmotivated. I consider it a motivation. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's I think that's my answer. I feel like as business owners, you have to be able to pivot, figure it out. I mean, I have kind of a small example on our farm is we started with a grocery account and they wanted to start slow, which was fine, but it was like a little disappointing because it wasn't quite what I thought the weekly orders were going to be. And I was feeling like, you know, just all the feels like, oh my gosh, like this is, and I have employees to pay. Like I'm like, is is this going to work out? You know, it, it wasn't really what I thought it was going to be. Instead of, I felt, and I let, let myself feel that for a little bit and worry about it. But then I'm like, you know what? I need to start knocking on doors. So I called other grocery stores today and I possibly am going to be in two extra grocery stores next week. So I feel like sometimes we think that we're like hitting, hitting out of our league by calling someone or putting ourselves out there when really we're just like, we need to keep advocating for ourselves. And there's still people who don't even know that you exist. And the more that you can keep putting yourself out there and use those kind of moments where you're like, geez, you know what? That didn't work out the way that I thought it was. How can I pivot and how can I keep pushing forward is how you're going to be a successful um, business. Man, mic drop. (laughs) I have nothing to add. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that's... That's perfect. Yeah, you could not have said that any better because I think, I mean, I think you hit on that's it's perfect um, because you still feel the you still feel it. I mean, you and I have had this conversation this year. Sure. I was, you know, we um, yeah. had it with multiple flower farmer friends where it's like June is tough, man, because people are on vacation. There's that in between flower period where you're like weeding in June for me is just like mentally a tough one. But then it's like, Lindsay, you know, it does, you need to use that, um, anxiety or that, like that feeling of, um, like, okay, I have an expectation. It's not there. How do I use that to propel forward, you know, and, and figure it out and come from like a solution oriented spot. But it doesn't mean that it still doesn't like oh man, this is hard. You know, like you still don't have those moments or have like a level of disappointment. And, you know, even when you see somebody else, you're like, man, I wish I had a grocery account. Go after it. It's a great way, you know, to see that like you want what somebody else has and, and, you know, use that as motivation to kind of propel you forward. But yeah, I think Shannon, you just summed that up. Fantastic. So yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's like evaluating your own expectations. Like, did I see like someone else who's like in their 12th season 
you know, deliver like 30 buckets of flowers to their grocery store. And then now I'm feeling bad. Like sometimes my expectations are off. And I have to be like, you know what? Am I comparing apples to apples here? And then I feel like it's like the comparison trap, which we all get into, um, especially when we when we live in such like a visual world where it's like, oh, man, they're doing that and I'm not and all that. And I just feel like I – so it's like, you know, using it as motivation and evaluating your own expectations and whether you were maybe inflating it a little bit or, you know, just, just trying to have like that little ounce of self-reflection and then using it as motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's – it's – you're mm-hmm. constantly – like the visual, the visual piece like you're talking, Shannon, is like – um, it's so easy to catch ourselves in that where you're like, okay, I want a grocery store account. Yeah. But then really for me to dive in, because that was one of my goals for this year was to get into the grocery stores because I've been trying for several years. Um, and then, you know, I, I worked with um, a consultant. I worked with Michelle from Roots and, you know, we sort of set some goals and it was like, no, I, this is my first year, like being full-time on the farm. I need to evaluate really hardcore looking at my books of like what's actually making me money. Um, and so this year I'm just like, okay, I'm just exploring whether, you know, looking at the numbers, really like staying focused on that um, and and looking to see like, do I actually want to add that in? So um, yeah, I don't know. Hang in there. Um, it will turn around. It'll be, yes, we'll be, we'll be pulling those dahlias out yeah. of the ground before we know it. No. So, okay. So we're going to do four questions. The last question we have today um, is from Courtney Ann and she asks what a typical week looks like for y'all. And she's asking like work hours, et cetera, kind of like what's our flow. Um, so for me, I, um, super important for me because I have been working two full-time jobs to really maintain normal working hours. So I want to come in for dinner. I don't have Um, I don't have children yet, but for me to have like a recharge, some time off without my cell phone, without people on my farm. So um, I always start out like I don't have – the beginning of the week is slower for us. So I typically don't have employees on the farm on Monday. So it's just me. So that's one day that like I kind of allow it to be a flex day. Sometimes I'm harvesting. Sometimes I just want to be outside. Um, A lot of times it's book work or administrative type things. I'll look at the budget, uh, pay bills, you know. So it kind of changes from week to week for me on that. And then um, Tuesday uh, through Saturday, we have employees here. So um, I do kind of get like a Sunday, Monday break from that where we don't necessarily have you know, people on the farm. So that's something that kind of works for me. But our um, Tuesday schedule is uh, that's when we do our florist deliveries. So we're typically, uh, you know, starting early, 630, 7 o'clock, and we're harvesting those orders go out. And then there's like farm task related things. Uh, we also run our UPIC Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. So then, you know, there's customers on the farm. So there's that management thing, you know, side of it. Um, Sometimes, depending on what the staffing looks like, if somebody's on on um, you know vacation, and I, I would say I haven't a hundred percent found my groove with like where I fit. I do jump in with like bouquet making because I'm I'm really wanting to see like how the harvest is going and um, how how are we staying on track. You know, I jump in and help with that. But sometimes I've got like a pickup wedding, so you know that takes me out of the mix a little bit. But um, Thursdays. 
uh, excuse me, Wednesdays are my like admin day. I try to do a lot of administrative stuff, run payroll, um, you know, anything if I didn't do an admin day on Mondays, but I try to keep that as a consistent for me so I can get caught up on emails. Um, and then Thursday I'm in with like bouquet stuff. And again, like a lot of days we're done at like three o'clock. Um, so I'm inside and then I might like play email catch up or like, you know, we're recording podcasts, something like that in the evenings and afternoon. And then, um, Friday is our, like, uh, is another farm day because we get all of our market and bouquet stuff prepped on Thursdays. And then Saturday we run UPIC farmer's market. Like this weekend I have a workshop as well. Um, so, I like to be somebody that can I, – I never really work myself into the schedule unless it's like really necessary on those days because I like to bounce from farmer's market to the UPIC to talk to like different customers um, because I think that's really where the most of my value is. And I can do this, of course, because I have employees. So, um, of course, this looks very different if you are just running it yourself. But I would say – one thing that I'm like so grateful for I did about three years ago was just like giving myself some structure to my day where I'm not working those late nights, you know, where I'm just like kind of maxed out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So thinking about our farm work week, I would say typically we start having employees um, come in in the, in the hot, like usually July, the first week in July, our employees work seven to three. Um, and we work Monday, Monday through Saturday. So generally, um, when the employees get here, I'm either doing like computer work first thing in the morning. I'll try to touch base with them if I can. Um, the way that we're kind of structured is that I have a girl who kind of it like manages the field, the field crew. So I don't, it, they don't like always rely upon me having to be there, which, which is nice. And it's taken some time to get there. Um, but so I don't always have to like rush up there. And then obviously when, you know, school's in, um, I spend my morning getting the kids off to school. And once they get on the bus, then I typically start my day like around 830. Um, And then we try to work till three. A lot of times Judd and I will take a break with the kids, get the kids off the bus um, or chill with them, have dinner. And then sometimes, honestly, um, after we're after dinner, sometimes we're, you know, shuffling the kids to different activities. If we're not, we're like Judd right now, he's up seeding sunflowers because we didn't get it done today in our day. So um, we're always kind of looking at the week, trying to figure out where those things fit in um, with the family and stuff too. So um, our Mondays are typically, um, I would say like farm work days. So we'll do like farm tasks, farm projects, like weeding projects, um, we'll do some harvest if we have to, cause Wednesday is like our big bouquet day. Um, because we do all of our subscription bouquets plus all of our grocery bouquets on Wednesday morning. So Tuesday we spend the majority of the day harvesting, um, for those Wednesday bouquets. And then, um, Wednesday is like delivering those bouquets. It's a big bouquet making. And then Judd delivers in the afternoon, um, and Thursdays, we in the morning, we deliver subscription bouquets and the other half of our grocery orders. Um, so like Wednesdays and Thursdays are a lot of like bouquet making and delivering um, and the way that our farm is structured. So that's what we kind of do Thursdays. Thursday evenings, we have subscription pickup on our farm. So sometimes we're in and out the best we can to say hi to customers and they really enjoy that. We enjoy it too. So um, that runs till about six. 
And then Fridays and Saturdays are either markets. Um, we do like a lot of our on-farm U-Pick events on Friday nights. Um, and usually Saturdays we're either doing um, wedding work, um, delivering weddings and setting up and doing markets. So we do require our, our employees to work. At, we try to stay at least two Saturdays a month. So we kind of split up the markets. So typically Judd and I are going in different directions, me doing the weddings and he does a market and then we have employees kind of fill in. And then throughout the week, I, I do, I, I kind of bounce to wherever's needed. So for instance, if one of the girls is out that week, then I'll try and spend more time with the field crew or Judd will spend more time with the field crew to like help give them a boost to harvest and that kind of stuff. Or if there's a lot of like paperwork, order, organization, um, more admin type stuff, I'll spend more time with Rachel who kind of helps in the office. Um, and then some, like if I have some full service wedding, sometimes it's like Thursday, Friday, I'm completely dedicated to that. So we're at the point lay a lot like Lindsay where, our employees are doing like that's uh, some of like the day-to-day work and we bounce like where we're needed. We're like, we're like these like utility players that give direction where needed and help when it's needed. And then we're still, we're still the customer face in a lot, in a lot of instances. So we're always jumping around to try and continue making those connections. And it takes time and energy to keep moving the company forward. And I think that's kind of what I've underestimated in the past. And um, and so now we're kind of giving ourselves some grace, like not feeling like we have to be out harvesting, you know, all day, every day with the field crew. So there is like some leniency with that um, now with the work week. But generally, like during the main season, and I would say that would be late March through probably Christmas, um, we are working Monday through Saturday Mm -hmm. and it's full-time hours. We try and not break those boundaries, but sometimes it happens. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's it. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. It's a lot of flex. I know. I know. I keep thinking like, (laughs) you know, in in, is number of hours, like when I, I, you know, I don't hold to 40, but there are some weeks that I work 40 hours because I will take a Saturday, Sunday off because I know, you know, because, you know, it's like stuff still pops up. We're still watering, opening, closing tunnels on Sundays. So it's like, you know, there's still stuff that has to kind of happen when people aren't here. Um, but I've really tried to give some structure to my days so that I'm not sitting on here. You know, then you got to throw in the social media component. I'm not answering emails at nine o'clock at night. So yeah, I've been, I've really been giving myself some like more structure with that. But yeah, it's, it's always a, I don't know, work in progress, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's a balance. It, it is. is constant, constant moving target. I think good? we're good. It works. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for yes. that. We really appreciate those questions. So, Okay. Well, that was super fun. So um, keep submitting your questions to us. We want to hear from you and we want to keep giving these little deep dives um, into some of your burning questions. So thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Do not forget to hit the subscribe button and then you will not miss out on any future episodes. Um, Do me a favor and head over to our Instagram at Dirt on Flowers. Drop us a comment, a message. Tell us what you what you're thinking. Like, what have you been loving? What do you want to hear more of? Um, Our goal is to keep serving you guys um, 
and giving you the info that you need and want. So we're here for that. And we really do create these episodes from your all suggestions. So, all right, guys, uh, thanks for joining us for another episode. We will see you the same time, same place next week. 